But this verse is telling us we can now be in this place that was meant for perfection because we can go through the curtain now because the curtain is Jesus' body. Because Jesus' body was given up for us on the cross. So now we get to be in this presence. Ephesians 2 words it this way. It's a little bit more simple, okay? It's Ephesians 2, 13. It says, But now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Before Jesus, all of us are, is, we're like light years away from God. Not because God's literally far away, but because our sin has made that much difference between us and being in his presence. It makes it impossible because sin and God do not go together. Sin is disobeying God. Sin is going against his will. It's going against the things he said. So for that, to go with him makes zero sense and it it doesn't exist. It, It can't work. It would make God not God because it would make him not perfect. And so, therefore, we can't have sin. But now we can. We can be near to God. We can be with God. We can be in his presence. But we just said we're not perfect. So what are we talking about? That sounds contradicting. That sounds confusing. You said we're not perfect, but yet... You're saying it takes perfection to be in God's presence, it takes perfection to be near to him, but then these verses are saying we can be near to him. Well, yes, we can. And it all comes back, as it always does, to Jesus. Jesus changes everything. Because Jesus was what we are not. Perfect. So then for us to get his blood, right, for us to be given the sacrifice of him to us, it now takes that problem we've got of being imperfect, that sin issue, that sin dirtiness we got all over us. He takes it away. He covers it with Jesus. So now we can be close to God. Now we can be in his presence. Now we can be around him. Because it's not our blood that God sees anymore. It's Jesus's. So if you've ever wondered what does that phrase mean, covered by the blood. Covered by the blood of the lamb. I don't know why I'm going into some weird old voice. Covered by the blood of Jesus, like covered by wondered what his blood like if you've ever heard things like that in a song if you've ever heard things like that in a church service before and you've wondered what that means it it means his blood has covered over our sin in essence is covered over our blood because remember we got bad blood because you know we got bad blood. yeah you know what i'm talking about so because we've got that we need his blood and it covers over all that stuff so now god sees that instead of our mess. So no matter what we've done, we can now have a relationship with God and have his spirit in us because of Jesus' sacrifice. Because once we accept Jesus, we get his Holy Spirit in us. We've talked about that before in here, but that's how that's possible. 
We couldn't have the Holy Spirit inside of us without Jesus' blood on us. Does that make sense? Because again, we would have sin. We would be unclean. We would be messed up. We would be very imperfect. And God's Spirit can't live in that. It's got to be in a clean, most holy place, like it was in the temple back in the Old Testament. So the only thing that's going to make us that clean, most holy place is a perfect sacrifice. And this is what Jesus did on that cross that we talked about last week. He was that perfect sacrifice that made us his new temple. So we touched on this a few weeks ago. Like, There's no need to go to a temple and sacrifice goats and lambs and birds and food anymore. And there's no one place on the planet Earth where God's Holy Spirit is anymore. Because where is it now? It's all over this room. It's in you. It's in me. If we've accepted Jesus, we have his spirit in us now. You're the most holy place that high priests used to die when they would go into it in the wrong manner. Does that make sense? Like, it's crazy to think about, but that's the reality we live in now. That his spirit lives in us now. Not just in this most holy room, this place where only one person can go once a year in a particular way. We can come into his presence at any time, anywhere. Because he's with us and he's in us all the time. I love what 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 says because it reminds us of the purifying, like the cleaning ability of Jesus' blood, which is huge for us and figuring out and reminding ourselves of who we actually are now. Because when we sin, we have all kinds of feelings that go along with that. Sometimes we realize we're sinning. Most of the time, I think we realize we're sinning. If we're a Christian and we sin, the Holy Spirit actually lets us know when we sin. I don't know if you know that. But if you're a Christian, you've accepted Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you, you do something that's against what God's asked, something doesn't feel right. Because the Holy Spirit lets us know, hey, you shouldn't have done that. That was the bad call, bad call. But it's not to just make you feel guilty. Like, that's not the Holy Spirit's job. His, his main job is not to be this guilt police in your life. The Holy Spirit is meant to lead you to life, to help you experience the best life, to help you know what God's will is for your life. Has anybody ever asked the question, what does God want me to do here? I hope everyone's asked that question at some point. You know, like, what does God want me to do? And maybe you've never asked that question, and that's fine if you're honest. Um, But hopefully we get to the point where we're asking that question. What does God want me to do here? Because he can actually answer that question. And he's given you his spirit so that you you can hear it. You can get the answer. Because he'll tell you. And so when we do something that's against what he's asked, this, this not the best for you that could hurt you or other people, the Holy Spirit can let you know, hey, oh, whoa, that's not a good idea. That's, mm, that's, that's actually like, that's the sin thing that we've talked about before. You got to quit doing that. But this Holy Spirit is something 
and not just something, it's someone that we get to continually remind us of who God's calling us to be and what Jesus' blood has done for us because it's not just to forgive you of your past, forgive you of the things you've done wrong before. Because when I say sin and you've messed up and you're imperfect, what typically do you think of? Your past, right? Like things you did yesterday or a year ago or two years ago. Like you think of stuff a while ago that you've done. But what about the stuff you're going to do tomorrow? What about the stuff that you're going to do next week when you have a week off? What about the stuff you're going to do once you get into high school or college or in your 30s? You're going to keep messing up. (laughs) You're going to keep sinning. Now, the goal of following Jesus is that you continue to be morphed and changing to be more and more Christ-like. You're looking more and more like Jesus. So the goal would be you sin less. But the sin that's going to happen not only in the past, but today and tomorrow in your future is also forgiven. So we don't have to sit around and wallow in our like guilt. We don't have to sit around and wonder if what we're going to do in the future is going to be you know, too bad for God to forgive. God forgave all of it already. And his blood continues to keep us clean from all of it. From the past, the present, and the future. Check this out in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us of all sin. What kind of sin? All sin. So does all sin apply to, like, when you lie? Yeah. So does all sin apply to when you steal? Yeah. So does all sin apply to when you, I hope no one here does this, but if, if something happened and you killed someone, does that apply to that? Yes, it does. All sin. Now, does that apply to the sin that you did when you were seven years old? Yeah, yeah. How about when you were in sixth grade, which is some of you now and some of you in the past? Yeah, how about um, what you did today? Yeah, how about when you're in high school later? Yeah, so you get the picture, right? All sin is forgiven. All sin is taken away. It's removed because of what Jesus did for us. Let that sink in for a second. That is a huge deal. Do you know what that means? It means we get every single day to experience a God who loves us and forgives us in spite of the fact that we don't always love him. Because when we sin, what are we choosing? We're choosing something over him. We're choosing ourselves, or we're choosing something we just want. So we're choosing something over him. So he's still loving us in spite of that. He's still forgiving us. All that is called grace. It's us getting what we don't deserve. We don't deserve Jesus' blood, but he keeps giving it to us. He's like, you know what? Jesus' blood 
is the only way you're going to know me. It's the only way you're going to be able to have a relationship with me. It's the only way you're going to be forgiven of all this stuff that you keep doing. So I'm going to keep giving it to you. It's going to take care of all of this. And in spite of whatever you did, whatever you're going to do, you're still going to get me. And it's an unbelievable thing that we get to experience. And so as I was thinking about that, just like, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? Like, that we had this sin, Jesus dies for us, his blood washes it away, it, keep, it, it cleans us, it allows us to be righteous, it re- allows us to be holy and pure now, and, and that sin is not an issue for us anymore. And when God looks at us, he sees that we're clean and that we're innocent, even though we're not, but that's what he sees. What does that look like? And so I kept thinking of like a visual because I like visuals. Does anybody here like visuals? A few of you? Okay. Well, we're going to do a little visual here and I hope it works. Sometimes visuals flop badly, Um, but I'm hoping this isn't one of them. So I've got a couple shirts up here um, and these are going to represent us. Okay. So I've got this nice white V-neck shirt it's a little wrinkly. I didn't have an iron. I apologize. Um, and then I've got this Fanta, Fanta, don't you want a Fanta, Fanta? I got a great Fanta here. Um, and I have the great Fanta because apparently it's not a very popular selection out there in the uh, atrium. So this Fanta, no diss on Fanta whatsoever, but it's going to represent our sin, okay? So sin is in this can. It's sweet. It's tasty. It's bubbly. It burns a little bit. Um, and we're going to spill it on our life, okay? It's going to get all over us, which sin tends to do, and it's going to kind of stain the white shirt. It's going to make us uh, a little purple. We look a little bit like Barney, um, which is fine. So, so this is what sin does, right? It stains our life. It leaves a mark. When you look at the shirt, you know something's on it. You know it is not clean, You need to get that thing in the washing machine. You need to spray some shout on it. You need to do something to take care of that because this is not clean. So this is us unto ourselves without Jesus, without any kind of savior, without any kind of sacrifice, without any kind of anything to fix our problem with sin. This is us with sin. We are dirty. We're not perfect we need a bath. So that's us. But then Jesus sacrifices himself for us, right? We, we come to hear this. We come to know this. We accept this idea of who Jesus is. We accept this truth of who he is. We embrace him as our savior and his blood, and it covers us. And then you look at our life, and we're now clean. Like the sin has been taken away. We no longer look like this. We now look like this. When God looks at us, he sees clean, perfect. But then temptation comes our way, right? We start to struggle. We have a moment of weakness, right? And we sin. And so we sin. But then God looks at us and he's like, perfect, clean. So, oh, temptation comes again. And God looks at you and he's like, no, you're perfect. You're clean. Sin doesn't stick to you anymore. 
Sin doesn't stain you anymore. Because Jesus has sealed you. You're his kid. You're his son. You're his daughter. For the rest of your life, you do not have to worry about sin anymore. That doesn't mean you keep sinning. That doesn't mean it's like, oh, great, sin's not an issue anymore. Let's live it up. No, that's not what this is about. It's about realizing that sin has been taken care of for you, and it should drive you to being so thankful and humbled and in awe of who God is. Because now instead of walking around in a stained, wet, sticky shirt, you get to walk around free and clear, clean, without any spot of stain or sin because of who Jesus is and what he's done for you. Because your new identity is not just your name. It's not just whatever sport you do, whatever musical instrument you play, whatever talent you have, whatever grade you get in school, whatever family you come from, whatever things you've messed up, whatever struggles you've got. That's not who you are. Who you are is a son and a daughter of God who is loved, who's forgiven, and who Jesus has covered. And he's offering that title, that identity to everybody. Some of us have embraced it. We've been like, yes, I'm a son and a daughter of God. I am covered by this blood. My new blood type is Jesus's blood type. I'm perfect, not because I'm perfect, but because Jesus is perfect. Some of us have accepted that. We get that. Some of us haven't. I'm just asking you to consider it. I'm asking you to ask God to show you and reveal that stuff to you. And accept Jesus, because this can be any one of us. This is all of us. And God offers us this. And he offers it to all of us. Not just the elite, not just the cool people, not just the smart people, not just the athletic people, not just the tall or short people, not just the thin or the the wide people. It doesn't matter. Like, all of us. Because we're all made in his image and we're all loved by him and he's pursuing each and every one of us regardless of what you've heard, regardless of how you feel. That is what's true. And God proved it through Jesus by sending Jesus, by allowing Jesus to die for us, sacrificing him and giving us his blood.